Wow, how things can change from one week to the next. Hey, hope everybody out there is staying healthy. I know everything is super crazy. We feel disoriented by the COVID-19 virus. It's more important than ever to stay connected and check in with your loved ones. That's why I'm so happy I've got T-Mobile. Listen, T-Mobile isn't just talking the talk. They're taking measures right now to make life easier for everyone by doing the right thing for their customers during this really critical time. For example, T-Mobile has ensured all current customers with data plans have access to unlimited smartphone data on their network for two months. We're all in this together. T-Mobile truly believes that. And while many T-Mobile stores are temporarily closed to help keep customers and employees healthy, they've still got you covered with any help you need. Just check out T-Mobile.com. You can see what stores are still open and how you can manage your account online. Stay safe out there. During congestion, customers using more than 50 gigs a month may notice reduced speeds prioritization. Video typically at 480p, capable device required. Wow, how things can change from one week to the next. Hey, hope everybody out there is staying healthy. I know everything is super crazy. We feel disoriented by the COVID-19 virus. It's more important than ever to stay connected and check in with your loved ones. That's why I'm so happy I've got T-Mobile. Listen, T-Mobile isn't just talking the talk. They're taking measures right now to make life easier for everyone by doing the right thing for their customers during this really critical time. For example, T-Mobile has ensured all current customers with data plans have access to unlimited smartphone data on their network for two months. We're all in this together. T-Mobile truly believes that. And while many T-Mobile stores are temporarily closed to help keep customers and employees healthy, they've still got you covered with any help you need. Just check out T-Mobile.com. You can see what stores are still open and how you can manage your account online. Stay safe out there. During congestion, customers using more than 50 gigs a month may notice reduced speeds prioritization. Video typically at 480p, capable device required. And Fanny broke up with me on Instagram. So I said, Excuse me! She's pro wrestling's queen of mean. But behind the scenes, she's got a heart of gold and a lifetime of experiences. From no holds barred tales of her relationships and rivalries to conversations with A list superstars, the real Vicky Guerrero is ready to talk. Welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Excuse me! Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. We are so excited this week to bring this episode to you. Of course, I'm not Vicky Guerrero. I'm Jerry Strauss, her loyal, faithful sidekick. Uh, but I'm just here to bridge the gap to what is going to be a fantastic conversation that Vicky and I had with an old pal of both of ours, really. Uh, someone five hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss, getting rid of old clothes, oh, my old bell bottoms, scouring the grout in your shower, working out on that old stationary bike, and so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five hour energy energy for hunkering down that you may remember from the heyday of the days of the diva search and then into her time on smackdown of course i am talking about the lovely the talented just the super sweet joy giovanni it's a name you may not have heard for quite some time and that's because she uh was such a big part of that SmackDown uh, culture, that SmackDown scene for a bit. Of course, we remember her time 
uh, alongside the big show, being kidnapped by JBL, uh, so many memorable moments. But when she was gone, she was gone. And uh, she took some time in her life to just walk away from pro wrestling completely and absolutely. We're going to talk all about it and how she got to essentially an entirely brave new world for her as she is now a professional medium. She's entered the psychic world and she uh, does not come to this lifestyle, to this career lately. She is very knowledgeable. She is very skilled and very passionate about this world that she is now introducing all of us to. So uh, definitely a unique conversation with a uniquely cool chick, if I may say so myself. If it's still okay to say chick, I think so. I think Vicky would be okay with that. Uh, but uh, we want to get to this right away. So we want to thank you again for checking us out this week, last week, next week. Subscribe if you have not done so already because the episodes are coming in hot and heavy and we want you to be the first to hear them. Of course, we're on Spotify, we're on Spreaker, we're on iTunes, Apple, we're on Google, we're on all the major podcast networks. So make sure you tell a friend, pass on the episodes, let everyone check out what we're doing here on Excuse Me. And of course, you can email us at excusemevicky at outlook.com with your comments, questions, and your general feedback. We'd love to know you're out there. So without further ado, Vicky and I, along with Joy Giovanni, this week on Excuse Me. All right, folks, we are here. We are back again on Excuse Me. And this time we are taking things to a different level, a level of hope, a level of peace, and yes, a level of joy. Because this week on the line, one of our favorites from WWE's past, but certainly someone who's doing a lot of cool things in the present and future as well. Joy Giovanni, how are you? Thank you for that lovely introduction. It's very that kind was, of you. I'm well. That was really sweet, Jerry. That was really sweet. <laughs> how are you, Joy? I'm great. How are you? Long time no see. I know. I am so excited to have you on the show. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, Jerry's like, you know, I'm not sure, you know, if you know of her or she knows of you. And I'm like, well, yeah, we we cross paths many times, you know, with Eddie yeah. being WWE and and at WrestleMania 25, you know, you were in one match of the Divas Battle Royale. Did you know that, Jerry? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, when I was in the other match, you know, with Edge and Big Show and, um, you know, so that was in Cena. So that was, we were actually in the same place, but we were probably like in way different areas of the arena. <laughs> yeah, and then I saw you at 21 when we were in LA, you were there in the, in yeah. the family room, I think. And then, you know, just different times, obviously. When we travel, you look amazing, by the way. You look the same as you did back then, just with hair. I'll, I'll give you $10 uh, whenever you come to okay? <laughs> no, thank you. I feel great. I mean, gosh, it's been a long time, but I'm 51. I feel amazing. So life has been very good to me. So I'm blessed. young. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm 51 years young. Remember that, Jerry, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one way to look at it. Sure. <laughs> So for our listeners, we want to just fill everyone in on who Joy Giovanni is. Uh, she was a former WWE uh, women's superstar. Uh, she's been an actress, a model, a medium, 
Uh, I'm just, I'm so honored to have you. I love when I bring the women that I used to work with on our show because I just love highlighting different people and just getting the word out of what you're doing these days. And um, so, gosh, so we saw, we saw each other, Joy, in 2004, 2005 when Eddie was in WWE yeah. and you, you're part of the, you know, the women's division. Um, gosh, what's been going on with you since then? <laughs> Everything. Um, well, you know, I started out as an actress, but then I got offered that uh, part in WWE and it just changed everything. And then when they did that big group of releases and I was released with like, I think like 50 other people or something. And I, I think I was the last that. to find out because some of them were calling me saying they got released. And I was like, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Um so then that they, just they want to wish you the best in your future endeavors, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. What I you anything else? Yeah. Um, so just uh, I did some more acting after that, little bit things here and there, and then um, had a horrible divorce with all the bells and whistles, and just refocused on being a mom because you know when you're acting and doing auditions, they don't really care what time your kids get out of school. So. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. So, and before I started into acting altogether in like 2001, 2002, I had gone to school for natural medicine and massage therapy. So I decided to establish a new wellness center, and then ultimately in like 2010 moved to San Diego and then created a wellness center down here, which I've had. I've shifted from massage to doing more Reiki, which is like an energy hands-on healing. Um, and I'm a medium, so I get to practice that now I've been developing for several years. So I, I know people are like, how did you go from being an actor to a medium? And I try to explain to people acting is a job that I did, but mediumship is just a part of who I am. Wow. That's incredible. Jerry, do you have any, uh, any questions for her? I know I always talk over you and I, I'm sorry because I have so much to talk about, but do you have anything you want to talk to Joy about first? No, I mean, it, it, look, Joy, Joy and I have spoken in the past on other podcast projects for those who followed me, uh, you know, at Jerry Strauss on Twitter, perhaps. Um, so uh, <laughs> we've explored a lot of this already, and I'm continually fascinated by your transition from the wrestling world into an entirely new realm of life because, you know, so many people, they leave wrestling, but they don't really leave wrestling or maybe they can't really leave wrestling because that's kind of where their bread was buttered. But for you, Joy, I mean, it's to the point where I feel like you are now just recently kind of dipping your toe back into just kind of coming around again and doing conventions and things of that nature. So you've been a part of the scene for so long uh, and entered this brave new world. Have you missed the wrestling world at all in all these years, all this time, uh, you know, I know you missed Vicky, but beyond that, uh, <laughs> well, not you, Jerry. What, <laughs> well, we, we <laughs> but, but, but seriously, I mean, have you had thoughts over the years about, you know, I'd like to, you know, just come around again? Do you, did you miss that time, or have you entirely over that period of time felt like you moved on? Um, if I'm being really honest, I was totally heartbroken when I got released. Right at the time I was getting released. So my initial contract was set up so that I really only had to appear for televised 
events. But as you both know, wrestlers work five days a week. It's just that only one of the shows are televised. Well, at the time I was released, the next week I was set to go on the road full time. So I was like giving up all my other acting stuff and completely committing. And it just felt like a really bad breakup, to be, to be honest. I know it's like a funny way to say it, but um, so I was a little hurt for, for a good while over it. Uh, some of the relationships that I made were great, but as the nature of things you know, is when you're traveling for work and then when you're out, basically um, out of the game, if you will, you just lose those connections. So I lost a lot of friendships, which were really special. Um, I always enjoyed fans. I know that people have mixed feelings about that, but for me, it was always such a special thing to be able to engage in that way. Um, So I missed that part of it. but beyond that, I mean, the wrestling itself, that stuff's no joke. I, I still get offended when people say it's fake because I had the, the amazing experience. I got to get in the ring with uh, Undertaker, and he was the one showing me how to take bumps. And and I was like, okay, what's the trick? And they were like, well, you just try to land your whole body flat at one time. And I couldn't move my head for like three days. <laughs> so That's that sad. is no joke. <laughs> um, it's for real. People get hurt for real. So, so that, you know, there's some things that were great about it. So did, did you get into medium, being a medium before wrestling, or was it something that came after, you know, after you opened up your, you know, your wellness center? I mean, was that something you discovered later on? I did come into it a little bit later on. Um, I, to be honest, I was really scared of it for a long time. It was kind of a joke in my house. I didn't even allow those type of shows. I was raised largely Catholic and Christian. Um, and I just wasn't sure how I felt about it or if it was okay. And my son still teases me and he's, he's like, you know, Oh, now it's okay. Uh, Cause I would say, I don't want to open doors. I don't understand or I don't you know know what's happening um but looking back over my life some things make sense from when I was a kid that didn't make sense before for example a lot of kids have an imaginary friend but usually not when they're only one year old so <laughs> I was like you guys didn't think that was strange um but I guess it's, it's in my family too they do say that it's passed down genetically and my grandma uh when she was young in Italy she used to work in the mines, they were, they were in a mining community, and she would see the passed over miners come down the hill with her when she would go down on the mules or whatever. So I was like, oh, that's good information. So, <laughs> so j- just to, uh, so you classify yourself as a e- evidential medium. Right. So explain to our followers, because I, I have a friend, um, I don't know if you've met her, Susan Grau. I don't she, think I have yet. So she, she lives in Tustin, California. She's living okay. in Phoenix. And she, um, I got to experience some of her medium uh, spiritual, you know, things that happened when Eddie passed oh. away. And I thought that was really cool. But explain to us what evidential medium is. And so when you were a kid, like, how did you think that those certain things were or something that was that was okay for you to experience? I didn't really think anything of it. And I think I was so little that I really didn't decipher right and wrong. It's just when you're little, you just know what you become aware of. The sky's blue, the, you know, things that you're becoming aware of. And then it's pretty common in adolescence for us to, what they say, like shut it off um, just because we're going through so much emotionally. But one of the signs of someone that's mediumistic is they tend to be the natural counselor for friends and they tend to be very empathetic and those type of things. Um, 
so that that was always a big part of you know I've always kind of been the natural counselor for people around me and very nurturing if you will um, so evidential mediumship basically means that when the spirit communicator the loved one that's passed over comes and communicates with me I like them to give evidence of who they were when they were here in the physical world so that the recipient can identify yes for sure that's my person so it's one thing for someone to come through and say I love you I miss you because of course they do but it's another thing to say, I mean, just yesterday I had a session and I became aware it was her mom and I knew that someone had given her mom, her mom was really into tea and she had afternoon tea every day, but I was aware that someone gave her like one of those comically large tea mugs with flowers in it that sat at her bedside towards the end when she wasn't well. So it's those type of details that they give that are things that, you know, even if I had all the time in the world, like there's no way I could find anywhere else. So those personal intimate moments that they're able to share to bring their personality back to life and really let the recipient know that, yes, this is my mom or this is my, you know, whoever. Wow. Um, that, so does that always work out when you do a reading? I mean, could, do you have instances where, you know, you're trying to do a reading for someone and nothing is coming through? And, Very and rarely. I think in all this time it's happened twice. Uh, <laughs> And I, I'm blaming it on jet lag. So I had just gotten back from Europe. So I was like, I'm so tired. If I'm <laughs> exhausted, it, it just doesn't work as well. But I mean, I think that's, everything doesn't work as well. If you're exhausted, it's hard to focus and read a book or any of those things. Right. Um, they can communicate that evidence in many different ways. So sometimes it'll be items they loved when they were in the physical world. Uh, I kind of joke and say lots of moms and grandmas will take me on tours of their houses. So I'll be able to see where the furniture was and where photos were and you know how the house was oriented. Some of them will just really make me understand their personality. Sometimes they'll talk about jobs or hobbies. It will often be memories that you know, you shared with them together. So it can be any form, whatever they want to talk about in their own way. Wow. Jerry, do you have something? Well, you know, and I, I know we've talked about this before too, but I, I'm, I'm curious again, uh, yeah. since some time has passed, you know, you're known for this and you're building a reputation in this profession, in this world, uh, being a medium, but you also carry this big reputation from your days uh, being on national TV, being a global superstar, essentially. Do those worlds ever cross paths? Like in the middle of a reading, does somebody say, hey, you look so familiar, I can't bring, you know, and, and do, the, do people recognize you and does that affect you as far as how they look at you? <laughs> no one's recognized me at all yet. And it's, I'm on the West Coast, so it's a little bit different here because I think that wrestling is not maybe as huge as it is like in New York or in the South, um, it's just a little less here. So maybe because I'm practicing here, it, it, the two worlds haven't really crossed yet. Uh, I know that you and I, Jerry, have talked quite a bit about how to make that happen. And if the wrestling fans would even be interested in what I do now or how that could somehow intertwine, um, haven't, haven't figured it out yet, but <laughs> it, it, it might happen after the show though. Hey, <laughs> Vicky, Vicky, you're you're a veteran of the convention scene, so you have seen up close and personal the way fans react to wrestling stars, past, present, future. Don't you think that wrestling fans would be very excited to explore the world of mediumship, if that is in fact the term, uh, with a former WWE superstar, former WWE diva? 
Yeah, I think absolutely. Well, you know, my fans, they would yell at me as they walk by. You know, I don't get the warm, you know, greetings <laughs> from them. Oh, you're but, a heel. That's right. <laughs> but I think that, you know, it, it, it could be huge because, you know, the conventions, they love the wrestling they love the wrestling superstars and you know, you're pretty, you know, you go on YouTube and you click your name on there, joy, and you're all over the place with big show, you know, and just, uh, all your scenes, especially like the, the scary ones you got kidnapped and there was JBL and you know, it was, you were really, you had a lot of TV time. I did you know, for the short time I was there. Yeah, you know, so I don't think you should underestimate yourself. You know, the fans would love to see you again. And shoot, I might just rent a table with you and we can like have our own booth and you know they it's can so take fun. A, they can come yell with me and get a reading from you. We could like make some money together. No yelling at me. <laughs> She's the homegirl. You can't yell at her. Yeah. So tell us how, how it works. Um so and your so your wellness um center that you open do you do your readings there or is that something you keep separate no I do them here um I have a few different offices so there's other practitioners that practice massage and healing and then I do some Reiki that hands-on healing um I'm just starting to do something that's called trance mediumship healing I've been doing it for years but just starting to offer it in office it's it's just essentially like a meditative healing. Um, and then I do readings in office too, but I also do them via Zoom, like we're having this conversation or by phone if people are out of the area. Um, I do group readings as well. So that's like a larger setting. There's two ways people can do it. They can either have me come into their home for their own private group, or I do more public events that tickets are on Eventbrite for. So far, mostly in California. I've done some in Florida with another gal, um, Kelly Fisher, SoCal Medium that I work with. Uh, we have something coming up Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday in San Diego. So a lot of stuff is local here, but we do, we do travel and are interested in branching out. Well, and so for, like, say if you want to do my reading and of course one person I think about is, you know, getting, uh, having Eddie read and see like what you come up with that, yeah. um, to contact you, like, do you have a price like online or how do, how does people get a hold of you to have certain yeah. readings? If anyone is interested in just learning more about it or reading further into it, I still have my website, joygiovanni.net up, um, all the pricings there. I try to be really transparent with everything. Uh, right now the pricing is set at, um, 175 for 60 minutes or 225 oh. for 90 minutes. So not crazy. Um, and then the, the larger group settings are usually a little bit less tickets tend to run between 25 and 35, depending on where we're at. Uh, but yeah, so I, they contact me usually through email or I do have online self-scheduling for people that, you know, some people just like to book on their own and see the calendar on their own. So really they can even view my entire calendar. <laughs> well, cause I, I'm in Houston. So, you know, San Diego was really kind of far for me to go. Yeah, of course. But yeah. You know, so that would, that would work out pretty well. Um, Jerry, you got anything before I take over again? <laughs> oh, I, I don't think I could stop you from taking over. But uh, <laughs> I want to. Well, hey, look, you know, just to go, to go beyond what you said before. I mean, this is, you know, as we alluded to, kind of a big year for you in that, you know, I know that there's a major convention this season called the Big Event in New York. You're going to be appearing there, which to my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, first time in a long time that you're doing a wrestling appearance. Um, you know, you talked before about JBL. Uh, he's going into the Hall of Fame this year. So I there's going to be it. a lot of focus on uh, a lot of classic content featuring Joy Giovanni this year. Um, so 
you know, it makes me kind of wonder if those fuels are fired a little bit to just really pursue that idea of getting a little bit closer back toward that wrestling community uh, just to see how they gravitate towards you. Yeah, I'm open to seeing. I, I, I mean, Vicki, you're so sweet to say that I shouldn't doubt myself, but often I'm so surprised that anyone in the wrestling community even remembers who I am just because it was so long ago in such a short time. But I was in a major program and got to, um, I actually got to sign and appear with some of the other superstars as well. So that, that was great. Um, so I wasn't just always with show. Uh, and I know I spent a lot of time getting chased around by JBL, which was always, <laughs> always lots of fun. That um, was good TV. I loved it. I mean, it was I, a lot I, of fun. I never got kidnapped and be put in a trunk of a limo. I mean, that, I thought that was priceless. I was like, that's a great that's idea. One of, the, one of the main writers when I was there was Dave Lagana. I'm sure you guys know him. And oh, we, yeah. we became great friends afterwards. We both lived in LA at the time. And it was like a running joke between us because he said it was always his job to have to call me and be like, um, we want to know if we can do this to you this week. And, you know, coming from the world of acting, you don't get really a say in what you're doing, except for, you know, how much exposure physically you have. Like, you, you know, if you don't do nudity, that, which I don't, that's not your thing. But, um, beyond that, like you're just doing what's scripted for you. It's not a lot of back and forth. So I was just kind of like, okay, like what's, you know, what's this week? It was a great adventure. But, you know, also, I, I, I can relate with you with that because in WWE, when they told you what you were going to do, you really couldn't say, uh, no, I'm going to do something else tonight. Yeah, I don't exactly. feel like doing that. That's I mean, you, you pretty much had to go with the flow, you know, or else you didn't have a job the next week. I mean, yeah. that's just, that was just the principle of it. And Dave Lagana, you know, he works with NWA right now. And yeah. he's such a, a special person because he really he's is. so creative. And, um, you know, we interviewed some of his superstars and he's just, he's still got it. I mean, he's still sharp as a tool, you know, with the remarks and the insults. I'm like, Dave, you're never oh, going to yeah. are you? <laughs> he's hilarious for sure. So he's, yeah. a, he's a really talented guy. Wherever he goes, I think he'll do great things. Absolutely. Um, so as far as, uh, do you think that maybe JBL might invite you to the Hall of Fame? Since he's doing <laughs> doubt it um amy was his was his girl for the short time she was there so i i don't know he and show had a, a quite the feud and yeah. I mean, you know how it is they it's it's kind of a brotherhood there where they work together over so many years that they feud and then they tease each other and they feud and then they tease each other so yeah how funny. i'll be in that mix but <laughs> i'm open never say never you never know what could happen I know. So what, what other future um, products do you have coming up as far as like um, signings or um, conventions that we can let our listeners know about? The best way to find me is really just on the website. I mentioned the joygiovanni.net. There's an events page. So I try to, I update that myself because I'm very technologically <laughs> savvy. As you guys know. Um, you you want a job? To, I need a job. I, know. <laughs> I try to continue you know, continue to update that. We do have a mediumship event coming up in Orange County at a place called Bodhi Studios, B-O-T-I Studios. Uh, and that is March 27th. So that's the next big group reading we have for anyone that's in the Huntington Beach area. Um, and the other way to keep up with what I'm doing is either Facebook or Instagram. My handle's the same on both of those. It's Psychic Medium Joy Giovanni, because that's how people search for it is Psychic Medium. So, um, but we'll see. There's there's some talks about potentially twenty late twenty twenty early twenty twenty one doing some more of the wrestling signings. So we'll just see. 
I'm open. I mean, you know, I'm pretty easy to talk to, as you know, Jerry. Um, so <laughs> there, there is there is a lot of conventions out there. I mean, last year I was pretty busy. Um, you know, it's amazing how many you can find. You know, in a, in a month span. You know, and I bet. And you know, you can find yourself working every weekend if you're not careful. You know, so it's kind of good to like pick and choose the good shows over the the ones that are the first year ones. So that's my little advice: is make sure that there's a show that's well known that fans are going to keep coming to that's, that's yeah a I'll have to pick your brain about it when it when I see things because it's tough coming from the west coast you know most things aren't yeah. out here unless there's some sort of big pay-per-view out here at the time so yeah very little out here I do have a question for you so when you have these big readings mm -hmm. um, people come in they buy a ticket yeah. um, are, are you are you focusing on a, on a person that you're hoping that's I mean it's someone from the audience or are you having people come up to you where you could read them or how does that work because if you have a people that are like maybe 50 or 60 in the audience yeah like where where do you even start you know if you well, start that's a great question luckily I don't have to worry about that part too much just because my job really is to open up my awareness to the spirit world the unseen world and then just become aware of they order themselves so they kind of line up you know the the spirit people, we can't see them with our physical eye, but they line themselves up and then step towards me and I become aware of them one by one. And then I'll just start talking to the audience and start giving information. Um, I have a man, I know he's a grandfather. I know he would have worked in the coal industry. I know he's passed away for more than 10 years, for example. And then a few people might raise their hand and then it's my job to continue to work with grandpa to see, okay, give me something that distinguishes you so your family member can take you basically um, then I'll give a little bit more information and that will usually eliminate the rest and I'll be with just one recipient and then continue to express in the group settings the readings really are about seven to ten minutes because we try to get to as many people as we can whereas in the private setting it's you know 60 minutes or 90 minutes dedicated and you might have several family members come through the way we say it is I can't control who comes through or in what order because on the other side, they're ordering themselves in order of their greatest need. So it's really oh, wow. healing for both sides. I mean, sometimes they need to express an apology or they just need to say, can you please let that memory of me right at the end of my life, can you let that go and remember this amazing trip we had to the beach? Or So it's healing for both, wow. both worlds, which is what I love about it. Oh my gosh. Um, so you were mentioning also that you had some great Eddie stories. Tell, tell me a story about Eddie that you... I'm, I'm sure y'all hung out a lot together because I only, went to, I only went to the pay-per-views or, you know, yeah. go to the show. I mean, it's the crew lives together, you know, on a weekly basis because, you know, y'all are on the road all the time. So to share something with me that, you know, yeah. You know, so I hadn't really embarked on road life yet. So I didn't, didn't have that much time with him. Um, he was kind of quieter and a little more reserved. I think he had passed that wild stage of his life. <laughs> I did get the opportunity. They partnered me to sign with him a few different times. One time was when we were in London, which it's funny because I just got back from London and people were like, oh, you've already seen London. And I said, no, they took Eddie and I in a car. They took us to Walgreens. <laughs> I sat at Walgreens for like three hours. So we had maybe like 15 minutes in just some little back, almost like a break room. And we just chatted, you know him, he's real, he's really easy to talk to, but it's amazing because the thing that he expressed so clearly to me was how much love and appreciation that he had for you, Vicky, because he said that he 
had not always been the best husband and that he had struggled in his own way, but that you were his rock in life and that you always supported him. You always were there for him and really carried him through those hard times. So he was ever grateful to you and just Aww. had you on such a pedestal and just talked really the whole time about what an amazing woman you were and how appreciative oh he was of you. Oh, that makes me feel oh. good. Thank you so that's much. I love that. <laughs> the other one that's just a cute little one is, I think this was at WrestleMania 21. My kids were really small then. So they would have been like three and five ish, maybe almost four and six. Um, my son, his favorite was Ray Mysterio, <laughs> but my daughter, for whatever reason, this little four-year-old peanut, her, Eddie was her absolute favorite. She used to do like his dance and like, <laughs> it was hilarious. So at Mania, you know, the kids all come and they have that special room where the family views from, Yeah, but they got to walk around a little bit on the floor, if you will, of Staples Center quickly before. It might not have been WrestleMania. It might have been the show right after. I think we did one in San Diego right after. But since we were local, the kids came. And Eddie actually took her around for like 20 minutes and showed her the lowrider and like let her sit in there with him. And oh she my gosh. thought that was like, she still remembers it. She's 19 years old. She still remembers it to this day. Oh and it was just such a special thing for her because who, I mean, who gets to do that with someone that's on TV? And um, so it's, it's just oh, a really special part of her memory of my time there, which was great. Cause you know, it's, it's hard for little kids if their mom's away. So yeah. that just made it, it's just this little special gem in her memory. And I was always so appreciative you know, as a mom, you're so appreciative yeah, of anyone does for your kids. So she I, really gave her someone on one time and it was amazing of him. I am so, I'm, I'm blushing and I'm smiling so much. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, I think he, you know, he's got girls, so I'm sure he remembers. Yeah. Or they, they put him through the ringer. They should. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, do you have do you have anything for Joy before we give her the question of the day? I don't, I don't know how I could possibly follow that. That's completely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, what else could follow it except the question of the day? Yeah. So, so Joy, I always have these funny questions, and I thought okay, I'm to tell you, I'm really bad at these. Like, I come up with the worst, most embarrassing answers. So, oh, you're kidding! Oh no, this is really. I think this is gonna be fun for you. Okay, so, good. All right, so. If you were to wake up as the Queen of England, okay, how? Okay, are you done, Jerry? Are you done? I, I'm, I'm just wondering how we're gonna how we're gonna uh, involve Walgreens in this. Okay. All right. If you were to wake up as the Queen of England, what would your day be like? Oh, geez. Um, well, it's interesting. Having just been there, I learned a few things. I learned that apparently when everyone sits for dinner, when the queen is done, like everyone's done. It's, which reminds me very much of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> that nobody else knows about. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think she has access to such secret places within that palace. So for me, I would want to be, you know, creeping all around the nooks and crannies and getting to see in the unseen things. I mean, 
if it was just for like a day and I got to do whatever I wanted, I'd be wearing all those crown jewels, like every, like in the bathtub. Like. That's right, sister. Get to the jewels first. <laughs> Looking at all the artwork and touching everything. You know, you're never allowed to touch anything. Um, we have would- cameras now that do selfies. So I'd be selfieing it up with all those crown jewels. <laughs> back then we didn't have, I mean, it wasn't a thing and no one took yeah. photos back then. So you would see so many crazy photos of me with the crown jewels doing all kinds of ridiculous things for and fun. So do you think you would have like breakfast in bed or would you want to go to like this huge table and you're the only one sitting there and have breakfast all by yourself? <laughs> no, I don't know if I'd want to do either one of those things. Um, it kind of reminds me of a scene who is that, that actress Anne Hathaway. She does some movie where she's like the princess, you know, obviously I have kids. Um, oh, the princess diaries. Yeah, and she yes. goes out into the street and addresses all the kids and just lets yeah. them wear the crown and all that stuff. So for me, it'd be more fun to really, you know, bring in kids that I'm all about empowering people. So bring them in, kids that don't feel empowered, and let them try on all the stuff and hold the scepters and yeah. you know. <laughs> that, that's what would be fun for me, just to allow other people to feel special for a day and just to have the power to do that. I mean, it's. It's a, it's a great thing she's got. And I know that there are a lot of rules and what's proper and what's not, but high tea would be fun. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Well, that's good. Joy, thank you so much for joining us. I, I'm so, I'm so happy I got to say hi to you and see your, your beautiful smile. And, Uh, um, and I'm just, uh, I, Thank you for your time. I know you're busy and Jerry and I have just been looking forward to talking to you and it's just been a pleasure. It was such an honor to be invited. Thank you. I was shocked and amazed that you knew who I was, Vicki. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I always want to be kidnapped in a trunk. So I I kind of envy you. Jerry, can you work that out? (laughs) <laughs> yeah there's hey there's plenty of opportunity we can yeah. i live in jersey we can find somebody to handle that don't worry <laughs> i know thank you joy and um for everyone you know please go to joy's website and we will plug this on when we have your episode release and just take care of yourself and i wish you well with your family and thank you again thank for joining you. jerry and i thank you it was great chatting with you guys okay excuse me followers we are not done yet Next is the exclusive Tales from the Interview Queen herself, Miss Alicia Atut. Take it away, Alicia. Hey everyone, it's Alicia Toot, and as always, I'm very excited to welcome you back to Tales from the Interview Queen. There was a really funny thing that happened with Ring of Honor star Flip Gordon on social media. He shared how when he has cereal, he pours the milk first into the bowl and then the cereal, where a lot of people put the cereal first and then the milk after. So for whatever reason, this caused so much attention and debate online, and it was all over the most ridiculous thing milk first. In one of my conversations with him, I asked about his theory and why he does it, because like most people, I pour the cereal into the bowl first and then the milk on top. So he told me to think about it, and this kind of blew my mind, guys. Even when you finish that first bowl of cereal, what are you left with? You're left with milk. Milk is first in the bowl, and then you add your second serving of cereal into the milk. So when he explained it that way, the whole milk first thing didn't even seem that weird to me. It actually made a lot of sense. So This tale is very silly, but you know, the internet reacts to the silliest of things. So there you guys have it, another tale. Thank you so much for listening to Tales from the Interview Queen. I'm Alicia Toot, and be sure to follow me online at Alicia Toot, and check out my interviews and YouTube channel for thousands of great tales, interviews, and vlogs. Until next time.
Thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of the Excuse Me podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast platform. Check out our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash excuse me Vicky or follow me on Twitter and Instagram and email us at excuse me Vicky at outlook.com with questions or comments. Until next time, excuse me! Wow, how things can change from one week to the next. Hey, hope everybody out there is staying healthy. I know everything is super crazy. We feel disoriented by the COVID-19 virus. It's more important than ever to stay connected and check in with your loved ones. That's why I'm so happy I've got T-Mobile. Listen, T-Mobile isn't just talking the talk. They're taking measures right now to make life easier for everyone by doing the right thing for their customers during this really critical time. For example, T-Mobile has ensured all current customers with data plans have access to unlimited smartphone data on their network for two months. We're all in this together. T-Mobile truly believes that. And while many T-Mobile stores are temporarily closed to help keep customers and employees healthy, they've still got you covered with any help you need. Just check out T-Mobile.com. You can see what stores are still open and how you can manage your account online. Stay safe out there. During congestion, customers using more than 50 gigs a month may notice reduced speeds prioritization. Video typically at 480p, capable device required. You always dreamed about owning your first house, or driving that special car, or opening that business. Unfortunately, you also had nightmares. Introducing the May Only My Good Dreams Come True policy from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.